The Dallas Stars fell just short against the Minnesota Wild on Thursday night in overtime. And on today's episode, I'll be joined by Seth Topol of Locked On Minnesota Wild to talk all about this matchup and its implications for both teams going into the final stretch of the season and the postseason. It's all coming up on this Friday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Friday, April 15th. Hope you guys are having a great into your week, and thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars and for making us your first listen of the day be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on youtube the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform remember to leave a rating or review if you like what you hear and you can of course find me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis and our show on twitter at locked on stars but without any further hesitation let's get right down to business and jump into today's crossover episode with locked on wild well, welcome in, hockey fans. This is Dane Lewis with the Locked On Stars podcast, joined now by host of Locked On Wild, Seth Topol. And Seth, that was uh, quite the game, the, the season series finale between the Stars and Wild. They each split two wins, two losses for each team. And uh, what are your what are your initial thoughts on the game that we just saw? Well, first and foremost, can we just like can we just go to the postseason already? Because <laughs> It feels like all of these games just have that uh, that postseason feel to them, and this game was no exception. Good atmosphere and just some great hockey, and I think most most notably and the most fun aspect of this, another showcase for some of the biggest young names in the sport. In Jason Robertson, who put on a show, uh, Kirill Kaprizov was quiet tonight at least in terms of scoring still doing Kirill Kaprizov things but Kevin Fiala you know 25 years old career high in goals assists points pretty much everything um he has been on an absolute tear recently so getting a chance to see him do his thing and um just just a a great game between both teams that could ultimately have gone either way with that furious rally at the end by the stars just didn't end up leading to a goal, and then the Wilds get one in OT. That could very easily have been a Stars regulation win, depending on one bounce or another this way or that. Yeah, absolutely. And you even, I, I think just from the Stars end of things, you look back at that shorthanded goal that Fiala got. I mean, if the Stars, even if they don't score on that power play, I mean, who knows how the how the game ends up. And I know even on the Wilds end of things, Marc-Andre Fleury had a great night, but you know he lets that second goal from Robertson kind of dribble in. That's a goal that he probably saves, you know, that that's the nine times out of 10, he saves that. And that's the, the one time he doesn't. So, you know, a lot of what ifs in this game, but like you said, a competitive season series uh, and, you know, uh, two teams fighting for playoff positioning. And, you know, it's, it's a, a always a good central division matchup, but um, you know, just talking of Mark Andre Fleury, I mean, the stars saw him uh, a handful of times with Chicago this season, but this was our first and only time seeing him with Minnesota. Uh, what are kind of what what have kind of been your thoughts on his performance so far with the Wild? I know he's only 
got a handful of starts to his name in a wild uniform. But what what are your thoughts on the trade and and how do you see that affecting this team going into the end of the season and into the postseason? He um, Flurry is now five and one. Uh, with the Wilds uh, since he was acquired via trade. I don't know what the goals against average. It, it's going to go down. It was at 244 um, coming into tonight's matchup and then the save percentage of 926 uh, coming into this game. So I'd imagine that the goals against average in a Wild uniform will go down. Save percentage will go up a little bit. He was great. And this is exactly why the Minnesota Wild brought him in was to be able to go on the road and keep the team in it, potentially steal a game or two from an opponent. Um, and he he absolutely lived up to the billing uh, in this game. And he has since he uh, since he came over to Minnesota. You you look at the two goals, the first Jason Robertson goal off that rebounds. And I talked about it in in recapping immediately after the game was done. I don't know what the Wilds can really do about that short of telling Dmitry Kulikov to not pursue the puck behind the net because you feed it back out to Robertson. The initial shot by Fleury is, is saved, but the rebound just kicks right out to him. That That's just one of those where, you know, that's just, it was a weird carom. Nothing you can do about that. But as you alluded to, that second goal that uh, trickled in after Fleury made the initial save, that's going to be one he'll want back. but. With Flurry and with Talbot's resurgence since Flurry was acquired, we've seen far fewer of those types of goals from the Wild Netminders, those that you wish you could get back, which is what we have needed. And um, it, it just—I I thought Flurry was great tonight. He's been great since he came here, and you know we we saw exactly why Bill Guerin went out and got him was to go on the road and uh, keep the team in it and potentially steal a game, which he he probably did tonight. I, I think we could put it in the category that he definitely uh, kept the wild in it. Um, they had some uninspiring stretches of play during this game, but no, he was, Fleury was the real deal. It was, it was fun to watch him do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I would agree on that because I mean, even early in the game, after you know the Wild go up one zero, the Stars had some great looks. But the the story of the season for the Stars has been getting you know just stopped by these great goaltenders or even mediocre goaltenders. But uh, Mark Andre Fleury by no means mediocre. Uh, so you know it's kind of one of those performances where you know you expect it from him. And even earlier, one of the games we played against him in Chicago uh, ended zero zero and went to a shootout and went I think to like. 11 or 12 rounds Jake Ottinger and Marc-Andre Fleury going at one another so he uh, he has a history of you know being a brick wall against the stars and the stars were able to to crack his armor a little bit tonight but ultimately I, I do agree I think he's a a big reason why Minnesota gets the win and uh, I know that that's a big win for this wild team as you know now the St. Louis Blues get the win in Buffalo and uh, both those teams the wild and the blues fighting for that second spot in the central division for home ice advantage in the playoffs so and i know there's a matchup you said saturday that they play that uh seems like a pretty big game uh what do you think i mean just looking ahead now and i'm sure you'll talk about it uh you know at a future point or maybe even before the game i'm sure on your show but what's kind of the the mindset going into this game after this win in dallas for the wild i think this was a big win to kick off this little two-game road trip um because you know it it it's kind of the same formula we've seen for this team 
a lot of the season is, you know, they, they get the early lead. They are able to, to weather some, some counter punch, uh, from the stars and uh, ultimately end up getting the win despite not really playing their best in the second and the third period. And that being able to weather that stretch in the final two minutes in the third, where the stars controlled the entire, the entirety of it and uh, got a lot of shots on net flurry stopped them all. Um, so being able to being able to weather all that and come away with a win on the road is big. It's a huge confidence boost. I think for this team, considering how things recently had gone against the Dallas stars uh, with those two lopsided losses uh, most recently. And I had kind of alluded to it in previewing the Dallas game in that, you know, yeah, those were the last two results, but this wild team a little different now with the, uh, the trade deadline acquisitions. And I think we saw that tonight in that even when they're not playing their, their sharpest, uh, the wilds were able to fully contend with this Dallas team and to stick with them and just outlasted until they got momentum back on their side and ended up getting the overtime winner. So, Ultimately, I think huge win. Anytime you can get a win on the road is big, and especially against a team that is fighting for a spot in the Western Conference playoffs. We'll certainly take it. Yeah, certainly. And uh, I know we'll continue to talk about this game and the implications going forward for both these teams. But I know first we got to take a minute and say thank you to one of our sponsors. Yeah, we're going to talk about... The fact that we're in the month of April, spring showers bring uh, April built bars, I think is what we're going to go with. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a great way to eat better and to kind of get yourself in spring mode and summer mode, built bar is as good of a route as you could possibly go. If you've tried built bars before and you're looking for something to uh, kind of shake up your normal built bar routine, puffs are absolutely the best route to go they're one of built bars best tasting bars they are the first ever protein infused marshmallow uh built bars built bar puffs are fluffy they're marshmallowy not just a protein bar they're a treat and they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate as with your typical built bar they contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein you can compare that to any of your standard candy bars which check in at about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So shake that candy bar habit, grab a Built Bar, and if you head to Built.com right now, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We will continue this crossover episode of Locked on Stars and Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making both shows your first listen each and every day. Make sure that your second listen is the Locked on NHL podcast, recapping all of the NHL news and games throughout the week with your favorite Locked on NHL insiders. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Dane will flip it. I've got some stars questions for you um, in reaction to this game before we take a look at the uh, the playoff picture for both teams kind of down the mm -hmm. stretch here. So we got to talk Jason Robertson. OK, 
continues to have a sensational season had two goals in this game um it, how is it possible that robertson has taken everything he did during his uh his calder runner up season and gotten better how is that even how is that even possible yeah, it's it's truly, you know, incredible to see. I mean, I think we we knew that he was going to be a special player after his his rookie season. Uh, but I think now is that he is full time on that top line with Rope Hintz and Joe Pavelski that, you know, Jason Robertson is a good player in his own right. But I think playing with those two has really elevated his game, especially playing with a guy like Pavelski, who's been a veteran in this league for you know a really long time and, uh, you know, has paid his dues and is a guy that continues to work hard at day in and day out. Um, and, you know, I think that that's rubbing off on, on even Rupe Hintz, who's having a great year in his own right. But Jason Robertson, who uh, now has 36 goals on the year. I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility to think that he could be a 40 goal scorer by the time the playoffs get here. And I, I think that's just a big part of it is getting, you know, the influence and the mentorship that comes with being teammates with Joe Pavelski and then having a guy like Rupe Hintz that can skate with just about anybody in the league. Uh, his passing, his speed is great. And so that just sets up Jason Robertson for so much success because he can do a lot of those things well on his own. He's pretty fast in his own right. Uh, you know, he has good vision with his passes, but also just knows how to position himself. Uh, like even with that rebound, I know someone, uh, either Pavelski or Hintz on that top line was behind the net there and the puck kind of goes in front and Robertson's in the, a great spot to get that initial shot. And then he sticks with it and is able to to get a tough one past Marc-Andre Fleury and uh, again, even on that second goal, even with the, a little bit of help of the puck dribbling, uh, Miro Haskinen actually makes that really nice move in the defensive zone and sends it all the way down the ice. And, uh, you know, Hintz and Robertson are there again. So just incredible chemistry on that top line that I think Jason Robertson is benefiting from. And it looks like we're going to get that trio again next season with Pavelski signing that one-year extension. And uh, I imagine that Jim Dillon company are going to be looking to keep Hintz and Robertson in Dallas for years to come. Um, let's let's go back to the uh, the final couple of minutes of this game and into overtime. Um, from your perspective, what was your feeling heading into OT after having just that that barrage of shots down the down the stretch and just just not quite being able to uh, to slip one pa past Flurry? Yeah, I was feeling pretty confident. I mean, even that third period. I mean, obviously Dallas ties the game early in the third, and then both teams kind of go back and forth exchanging looks and and not really doing too much production wise obviously no one's scoring but I, I had a pretty good feeling one because of the barrage of shots at the end and those really good opportunities for Dallas but then Dallas has been one of if not the best team past 60 minutes this season with 14 overtime wins I think the broadcast said that that's tied for first in the NHL um, I don't remember who else is up there with them but that's just a huge you know flip of the script from last season where Dallas could not buy an overtime win to save their lives and so that's really been a huge difference maker for them this season. And, uh, you know, the, the last time the Stars went into overtime, I believe, was uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs, where Austin Matthews torched the, the, the three star skaters and got the game winning goal, which happens. And it, it kind of happens again, but in a little bit of a weirder fashion in this Minnesota game is uh, John Klingberg almost had an opportunity to end the game himself. Uh, misses the puck and then Mark Andre Fleury with a, a pretty excellent pass from from his side of the ice uh, for for Gaudreau to, you know, cook two Dallas skaters on his own and have a really nice shot. So disappointing loss, but I mean, I, I was glad that the stars were able to get it to OT and at least get a point because, and I will talk about it a little later. The, the wild card race is pretty competitive and every point matters. And so it, it's one of those things where you're disappointed in the loss and it leaves you wanting more, but you know, the, this is a wild team that, you know, we knew going in was going to be very good. And especially with 
the, the like you said, the trade deadline acquisitions. I mean, a team that you can't take lightly. Um, and you know, I think there were there were times that Dallas could have capitalized on some Minnesota mistakes, whether it was penalties or uh, I know there was one sequence. I think it was in the third where uh, Mark Andre Fleury came out of the net to to send the puck down and didn't and missed Alexander Radulov just standing in the slot with no one there and uh, Radulov fanned on a shot, but. You know, just got to take advantage of little opportunities like that. But all in all, uh, not a bad game from the Stars, but certainly one that if they don't make the playoffs, they, they could be asking what if if they uh, miss by a point or two. Let's talk a little bit about Darth Vader in a Stars jersey, Scott Wedgwood, with the <laughs> uh, the all black pads, which I just I love. That's just that was such a great look and fantastic performance for him. Uh, I, I thought he was great. The entirety of the game had just a bunch of really big saves, you know, shorthanded goal. That's a tough situation for a goalie, especially with the guy of Kevin Fiala's caliber. Um, and, you know, Fiala also really, really good right in front of the net. So, you know, th- that whole both sides of the coin thing, good play by a good player against the goal. It's, it's always tough because, you know, sometimes you it, it is just a really good move by the skater as opposed to a bad play by the goalie. But, I thought Wedgwood played really good, and you know that was a uh, a savvy pickup by the Stars uh, to uh, to bring him into that uh, that goalie room uh, for this team down the stretch. Yeah, and it's it's funny because goalie was has been the biggest storyline for the Stars pretty much all season, even dating back to training camp, because uh, we thought Ben Bishop was going to come back, and Anton Hudobin seemed to still be relatively healthy, and. Uh, Brayden Holtzby came in. Jake Ottinger actually started the year down in the AHL down in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. But now he's made the jump to pretty much the full-time goalie here in Dallas. But yeah, Wedgwood has been a, a sneaky good pickup for the Stars at the trade deadline. I mean, similar to the, the Minnesota Wild going out and probably making one of the biggest moves of the deadline, but certainly the biggest goalie move. But yeah, the Stars benefiting from Scott Wedgwood, who had some good performances with Arizona, but ultimately didn't have the best numbers or really the wins to back up. Uh, his performances just because it is the Coyotes who are in a deep, deep rebuild right now. But yeah, Wedgwood has come in and played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and has had some really good performances so far this season, Uh, you know, taking down the Carolina Hurricanes. uh, You know, he's taken down the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night in a shutout. Um, So really, really good stuff from him overall and been really impressed with what he's done so far this season with the Stars. Final one for you before we look at the playoff picture for the Western Conference. Um, Where do the Stars go from here? You know, in the short term, obviously a tough, close loss in overtime. Um, What's what's next up for the Stars here over the next few games? And how do you how do they kind of bounce back from uh, from this one against the Wild? Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where I think the team as a whole will be pleased with the one point, but know that they have to keep going and keep pushing forward. And they do have a pretty favorable matchup coming up uh, at home on Saturday against the San Jose Sharks. So that's, you know, something that they can kind of set their eyes on. But then after that, it's a pretty tough three game road trip to Western Canada with the Canucks, the Flames and the Oilers. So, you know, it's one of those things where games like this will probably benefit them down the stretch, close games against good teams. Because uh, I think they'll be getting some of that to close out the year, with especially on this road trip that they have. But even at home, they'll have the Golden Knights in town and some other some other difficult opponents as well coming to the American Airlines Center. So, uh, it, you know, tough game to swallow on Thursday night, but ultimately a game I think that will will benefit the Stars long run, especially if they can get into the postseason. Uh, because you know, even before this game, they had some really good performances against Tampa Bay on Tuesday with a shutout there, and 
uh, a pretty big win against the Blackhawks on Sunday as well. I think they put up six or seven goals in that one. So, you know, I don't think this throws off their momentum too much, but certainly one that they don't want to be satisfied with with the one point. They're going to want to continue to build and develop themselves and go and move upward. Well, one thing that we can bet on is that this uh, Western Conference playoff picture is going to be just insane. And before we talk about it, speaking of betting, uh, it is uh, it's time to give a little shout out to our friends at Bet Online. It sure is. Bet Online is the number one source for all your betting, sports needs, stats, and information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and start of the major league baseball season i know the minnesota timberwolves in the thick of things in the nba playoffs as are the dallas mavericks uh really fun time to be a sports fan right now with baseball picking up the basketball playoffs stanley cup playoffs right around the corner and bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action betonline.net where the game starts And we're closing out today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Wilds, Dane Lewis and Seth Topol. Uh, here to close things out, talking about the Western Conference playoff picture. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the Wilds seem set up for a first round matchup with the St. Louis Blues. And how important is home ice advantage in this matchup to you, Seth? I mean, it, I feel like it's pretty easy to say very important, but. You know, how realistic is it that do you think the Minnesota Wild get home ice advantage and how big of a factor do you think that plays in the series? You know, it's it's really interesting because you look at the whole concept of home ice advantage throughout the playoffs and, and it will be for the first round. But especially against a team like the St. Louis Blues, how easy it is for home ice advantage to be nullified if in those first couple of games of the series if they were to be at XL Energy Center and the Blues come in and get a win, home ice is gone. So ultimately, it would be nice to be the higher seed just in having that kind of mental confidence of, hey, we were the better team throughout the season. The Blues maybe had uh, the better season series. Ultimately, that will be decided on Saturday um, in, in a game that I think will – I think we'll decide who ends up being the two seed or the three seed um, in these playoffs. Now, Nashville could maybe make a run at uh, at one or both of these teams, but the fact that they were getting trounced by Edmonton, they, they're probably going to be more of a wild card team in, in my estimation. But the big thing is, I think with the wild getting Marc-Andre Fleury, they got somebody that can help try to neutralize some of that home ice advantage for their opponents. Whereas let's say St. Louis gets home ice in the first round. You roll Marc-Andre Fleury out there in game one and he steals one, you're even the rest of the series. So it's more for me about just making sure that this team gets themselves set and ready for the playoffs health-wise and, uh, and getting everybody back to full strength so that you can go at a Blues team full bore this wild team when they've they've got everybody in their arsenal at the ready is one of the best teams in the nhl they have played as one of the best teams in the nhl throughout the entirety of the season yes i know that that's 
probably not going to happen by the uh, the playoffs, but still, get everybody healthy, get everybody ready to rock, and whether it be that uh, the Blues have home ice advantage in the first round or the Wilds, full bore into that thing, um, because I think you got a goalie that can can help you steal one if you end up not being the team that uh, that has the additional home game in that first round series. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, it's uh, it's bound to be a good playoff series, probably one of the better ones of the first round. Uh, I mean, these teams, Central Division rivals and, you know, two really competitive teams trying to, you know, consider themselves a, a cup contender despite sharing the division with Colorado, who who looks like a pretty heavy favorite. But I think, you know, it's I feel like not too far fetched to say that uh, there's a good chance the Western Conference champion comes from the Central Division. So, and it all starts in that first round matchup. I, I'm personally excited to see it happen. Uh, is the Saturday game, is that in Minnesota or St. Louis? That is in St. Louis. And that is a two o'clock tilt. So, that is, uh, that's going to be something. That will be a massive game for both teams. And so, I would expect nothing short of fireworks uh, from both teams once that one gets going. Absolutely. And uh, always an electric crowd in St. Louis. So cer certainly to a game that's going to have that playoff feel for sure. 100%. Uh, Dane, let's let's talk wild card. Just give me give me the temperature on the wild card picture right now. Who who else is in the mix? Who do you think ultimately has the best chance to lock down those wild card spots? And uh, and if it's the stars, who are they fighting? If uh, if it's, you know, it's the Vegas Golden Knights and all their long-term injured reserve nonsense that they're doing <laughs> again. Um, who who's in the lead right now for the wild card spots and who has the best chance to make it by season's end? Yeah, so the wild card picture right now, Dallas and Nashville both have 89 points. So if you look at the standings on NHL.com, Nashville technically has the one spot, Dallas the two, and then Vegas has 85. I don't think their game has gone final against. Oh no, it has. They did beat Calgary six to one. Um, so Vegas does have 85 points as of right now. Um, I think that might be wrong. I don't think that's updated yet on the standings, but they're, they're in the mix with Dallas and Nashville for these wildcard spots. You could argue that Vancouver and Winnipeg are still there with 82 and 81 points apiece, but I, I don't think either of those teams really have uh, the pieces to surpass Dallas, Nashville, or Vegas. So it's really a three-team race at this point, and it, it's it's spicy uh, if you're asking for the temperature if you ask me it's the the positioning is changing pretty much day in and day out and this would have been a really nice game for the stars to win because had they won they would have leaped frog nashville for that top spot but nashville's loss and dallas's one point means that now both teams are tied so it, it really feels like a race for that number one spot because i think all three of these teams would much rather match up with the calgary flames rather than uh, the Colorado Avalanche, which as if the season ended right now, that's who the Dallas Stars would play, which I say that the Stars went two and one against the Avs this season. So but we we played all three of our games against them before the trade deadline. And they're they're They were a great team. And now they're in an even greater team with some of the moves they made at the deadline. So don't right. want to get up, you know, and match up with them in the playoffs. Despite what happened last time, the Stars and Avs met in the postseason uh, would much rather play the Flames, which would be a challenge within itself. Uh, but one that I think the Stars could handle a little bit better. But you know, I, I'm saying all this, and they technically haven't made it yet, but I do really like their chances. Um, well, whether Nashville or Vegas makes it in, it's hard for me to say because, um, I mean, this Vegas team was predicted by many to win their division, but now they might not make the postseason. And so they, I mean, obviously beating Calgary 6-1 on the road is no small feat, uh, but Nashville also, you know, streaky in their own right. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it shapes out. And Dallas does have 
one more game against the Golden Knights. I think it's like their second to last game of the season at home. Uh, that'll probably end up being a pretty important game. And, you know, we'll, we'll, I think Nashville has like a top three most difficult strength of schedule to close out the year. So some pretty favorable numbers in Dallas's favor. But, you know, they, they have to go out and win some of their games. And, you know, they, they do have some pretty easy ones left on the schedule as well with Anaheim and Arizona both coming to town at one point. Well, it's going to be a fascinating end to the regular season as um, it, it just it seems like everybody has games that have uh, impact on some aspect of the postseason here down the stretch. And there's no there's no better way to do it. So uh, we hope that uh, it's an exciting end to the season, just like this was an exciting finish to this game. And so uh, best of luck to the stars the rest of the way. Hopefully. Uh, I'd like to see I'd like to see Nashville on the outside. Just my personal preference. <laughs> but we'll see. I usually I, don't I think I, I think I feel the same way. I think Nashville's probably Dallas's biggest rival. So to kind of get to hold that over them, especially after the, the start to year they they had, I think around the all star break they were second in the division and still still a pretty good season for a lot of their guys. Uh Roman Yossi, big year, UC Saros, great year, Philip Forsberg, Matt uh Duchesne. So Definitely, you know, have some some potential with that team. But yeah, I think personally, I'd like to see Vegas make it as well over Nashville. <laughs> I'll agree. And I think uh, that is where we're going to leave things for this crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars. So make sure that you follow both shows wherever you listen to podcasts. And now that your first listen of the day is done, head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get a full recap of all of last night's action and a look ahead to what's coming up here in another busy weekend in the NHL. Locked on NHL is available, uh, is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like both of these shows. So follow, subscribe, and hang around for the ride the rest of the season with both Dane and myself. We are giving you new episodes every Monday through Friday as parts of the Locked On Podcast Network. 